Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before I start this week's episode of Behind the Glass, let me tell you quickly about a new sponsor that has come on board, Active Digital, a business mobile provider, an award-winning business mobile provider, a brother and sister organization. They've been providing mobile and digital solutions for over two decades, giving clients a wealth of knowledge and expertise. As an Apple reseller, Active Digital provides mobile devices, iOS apps, and cloud services to UK organizations, including the GB Olympic teams. They work closely with UK mobile networks, and in 2020, they were awarded the Telefonica O2 Director's Choice Partner of the Year. Now, excitingly, they've decided to give away a set of AirPods Pro to one lucky behind-the-glass listener. So all you have to do is head over to the Active Digital YouTube channel and leave a comment on their latest video saying, Seen Through Glass sent me. Then a winner will be picked at random and announced in a later episode of Behind the Glass. Anyway, for now... On with the episode. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I am your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and alongside me as almost always it's Mr Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. You shorten the intro. Well I have. (laughs) Well because we, we're going to be doing a new intro for season four that we that I keep teasing and keep promising is coming. And so I thought, well, let's just let's just get ahead of ourselves and, and cut the intro down a bit. Fair. It was a bit rambly, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we're, we're at work today. Well, there we go. Yeah. Not only are you Mr. Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales, we are at Gravelwood Car Sales, back where it all began. Yes. Uh, long-term viewers of this podcast will know that the early episodes were filmed here in this very office. Or the um, mezzanine. On the mezzanine as an alternative. Where, what happened to Gary the plant? Uh, oh, he's next door still. But oh, okay. It's a bit cold out there. So yeah, I was going to ask to say. Heating uh, on in here. We really are throwing back for the OG listeners or viewers right now. So yeah, some of you might be watching here on the YouTube channel. Hello, thank you very much. Make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, if you're listening, thank you very much for listening. And patrons, uh, we love you. We adore you. If you want to support this podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Right, let's dive straight into it. Let's, Good. No messing around. And I know why you dive straight in, Go because on. a couple of people went in on you last week, because we do read the comments, ladies and gentlemen. We read all the comments, and, and the emails, and the DMs, and, and the, the death DMs. threats. <laughs> Especially the M2 ones. Yeah. <laughs> From M2 Owners Club to Seen Through Glass. And there, was, <laughs> and there was some negative comments about the first five minutes. I mean, we have to do this sometimes. Yeah, right? it's it's admin, you know, it's the it's the upfront, you know, it's we've got to set up the show, we've got to talk about some 
bits that we need to talk about yeah. and you know because some people this is the first time listening to this show of course and so we've got to welcome them and explain what's going on and how they can follow us etc etc yeah we need to emphasize the fact that we're a well-oiled machine <laughs> we're not but yeah but we have just done what we didn't want to do which is ramble for the first two minutes so let's let's just jump straight in okay because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about in okay. terms of car news in today's episode our main focus our main feature as the headline suggests is discussing the best sports car you can buy sub fifty thousand pounds but we're going to be coming back to that because we've got we've got important things to discuss before then so let's kick things off with a controversy Ooh. Well, I'm glad you're going to come back to the 50,000 thing because you sent me a message and said, think about it. And I didn't think about it. And now I've got a bit okay. of time to think about Tony, it. Tony, can you please think of best sports cars under 50,000? Okay, pounds. fine. But to focus on the controversy, uh, we did talk about the fact that last week, uh, SSC uh, broke the, I think, production car speed record um, with the Tuatara. Uh, claiming to have reached, I think, 316 It was their combined average, or uh, whatever it was. Up and back. Up and back, exactly. But the, the top speed that got all the headlines was 331 miles an hour. Very impressive. Took the title from uh, Bugatti with the Chiron Sport, or whichever mm-hmm. one it was. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, it has now... Uh, well, the, the things have turned. Yes. Because very recently, good friend of ours and the podcast, Shmi150, has come out with a video basically questioning the authenticity of the run, of the sort of actual record. You did. Now, I'll be fully honest, I've been quite busy the last few days and I still haven't had a chance to watch the entirety of Shmi's video. I, I skipped through it to get a gist of what was going on and I've read a few forums and WhatsApp chats, but I don't know everything. So I don't personally really want to get involved with the did they, didn't they argument because I just don't feel like I know enough yet. Me too. And I feel like it's still going to evolve. But And, fun- and who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's an, I, I care because it's cool to know what the fastest car in the world is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, okay, well, now, yeah. What I was going to say is, <laughs> what I was going to say is, I, him. I don't care because, it, like, who, like, SSC, yeah, 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 who, yeah. like, to coin yeah, a, yeah. was it what, uh, Scott Mills? You listen to Scott Mills? No. Radio, BBC Radio 1 presenter, and he does a, who? It's like a, who? Like, who cares? Who? Anyway, uh, okay. So, um, Basically, what I want to talk about and applaud is the fact that Shmi150 has come out with this video. Yeah. Well, we spoke about this a little bit yesterday on, we spoke on a phone call, didn't we? And we we um, we both agreed and said that he put the video together really well and he's not accused anyone of doing anything. And, and all he's done is question yeah. what they've put out. He's raised some important questions. He's identified potential flaws or, or, or suspicious areas of the of the video, of the record, and just said, look, this is I'm looking at this and I'm I'm asking these questions. And I think the thing is, you know, there's lots of ways you can look about it, and we're gonna find out more. This is gonna be a running story, I think, for the next few months as SSC come back and try and argue or answer those questions, et cetera, et cetera. But for Shmi, who's arguably the biggest in the automotive vlogging world. Okay, there's lots of professional outlets out there that maybe have larger channels. But in terms of YouTube vloggers, I think Shmi is still the biggest, maybe on a journalistic slant, because in America you've got DDE and Salamandra and stuff well, like that. Well, he's definitely the biggest in this country. Fine, there we or go. Or Europe. Like, yeah, in, in, Europe. in Europe, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a threat to his credibility to come out with this video if it wasn't. I mean, I know him well enough to know that he never would have done it if he didn't believe he was 99% right in the questions he was asking. For sure, yeah. And and because also, if he was just to go out and do a sort of clickbait video being like, oh, I don't believe it, it's not real, 
I, I think people would have sort of like, oh, a bit of a joke. Like, oh, no, he didn't jealous. say that. Yeah, you're a bit jealous, mate. You know, like, oh, it's because Bugatti are paying you or whatever. But it wasn't that at all. It, it was actually, you know, a really well put together video that, that, as I say, asked some important questions that everyone went, oh, good point, actually. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I want to applaud Tim. Yeah, me too. For asking yeah. those questions in such a public way. Uh, and let's see how this unfolds. I think when we get the next update in the story... We can read up about it more. We'll have time to read up about it more. And then, then we can wage in with our opinions, I think. Well, I'll, I'll let you read him because I am honestly not interested. But the basic <laughs> fact of the matter is, if I had the money to buy either of them cars, and I haven't got one of them on order, have I? No, no, no. no, no. no you got the Jumeirah. And something else, but I've forgotten what, what okay, it is. Okay, yeah. yeah so <laughs> but, but, but I would... I mean, I like I said last week, I don't know who SSC are. So yeah, yeah. I would have choose the Veyron, or not the Veyron. The, sure, the, 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 the Bugatti anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What about the Koenigsegg? Because you're you're getting a Jamera. So what is about that, the is that the, a Koenigsegg? The Regera or the Yesco? <laughs> I don't even know. I can't keep up. Um, anyway, so yeah, stay tuned. Plenty more of that to come. But if you haven't seen, if you don't know what we're talking about, and you want to hear uh, the whole story, go and check out Shmi 150s channel. Watch the video. It is fascinating, even though I haven't seen the whole thing. Um, but yeah, bravo to him. Uh, moving on, we've got news like that's literally just been announced. It's, it's actually trickling through as we're recording because Bugatti, speak of the devils, have literally just revealed a new car. Not, not, not to break the speed record. Well, please no. The headline I'm seeing here on CNN is Bugatti has a super light hub car that can top 300 miles an hour. Controversial. Um, let's, let's come back to that another day, CNN. Um, it's called now, I'm definitely going to say this wrong. It's called the Bolide or Belide. It's a, apparently a French word, a bit of slang. Seb Delaney could help us out here. Um, you know, for a very fast car. That's what it means. Right. So it's like the French, they, they don't go we, oui, they go we. Oui. Oui. Cool kids go we. Oui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, comment t'as pas oui. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea what you're saying. No, I think I just made that up. But anyway, um, so yeah, the Bolide or Belide. Now, this is a track only concept, supposedly. My big. Uh, hunch was in the lead up to the reveal of this card that this was Bugatti's entrance to the new World Endurance Championship. Okay, fine. You know, this new formula, this new level, which is going to have uh, all these kind of, you know, cool kind of Toyota and, well, it's supposed to be the Valkyrie, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Anyway. Uh, and Has it I got an engine or is it electric? No, it's got the same engine as the Chiron. Right, okay. But Kobe redesigned. Super light, apparently. So it, it actually looks pretty cool, I think. It's sort of elongated, shrunk down Chiron. Looks a bit like a Gran Turismo concept. Yeah, so a return to the racetrack, I think, would be mega. And I'm still so excited by this this new level of World Endurance Championship. Hopefully, we're going to get back sort of homologation hypercars, basically. Yeah, yeah. See some really cool things. I think, you know, some stuff is coming and going, but fingers crossed. That Le Mans. Is... Yeah, Le Mans. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. And the, the, so, what? <laughs> you all right over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Let's <laughs> try to get involved. Le Mans! That's what I would say, Lamont. So yeah, let's wait and see. More information to come. It's literally been announced as we were recording this podcast. So we're, we're learning about it, um, you know, as we are. I can tell Tony is really excited and definitely wants to know more uh, about Oh, so I want to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rival your Jamera. <laughs> uh, now, uh, speaking about something which you might be more interested in, but maybe also have an inside scoop on, keeping the car news theme going. Did you see the Porsche kind of safari crossover 911 being, being tested? With the wood on the wings. Yeah, yeah on the arches. Yeah. So these images came out of a 992 911. Didn't look like it was a GT3 test mule. 
with a slightly higher suspension and some like widened arches of like wood or plastic, like widened arches. I saw, yeah. And I think the Porsche aficionados, including myself, went, oh my God, it's a safari. It's a modern day safari. It's a crossover. Blah, blah. I kind of doubt that that's the case. I don't know. But what, what, what did you think? Well, I thought, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, a load of crap. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, you can't have a crossover 911, surely. No, I mean, it, I, but, well, but <laughs> what's the McCann for? Good point. I don't think that's what it is. Like, it would be super weird for Porsche to bring out a 911 Safari, what you know, a crossover. Yeah, yeah. Because they've never really done it. It was a motorsport car yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Like, it wasn't ever a road car. Uh, and as you say, I don't think anyone's sitting out there going, oh, God, I really want to go, you know, climbing a mountain in my 911, apart from like four people around the world. Or you being me, one of them. Me being one of them. <laughs> so it would be a weird car for them to make. But maybe, firstly, it, it's an electric Porsche. Potentially. No one talked about that. So it's higher and got wood. Who knows? Who knows? Well, wood's flammable. <laughs> I don't think it was wood, mate. Wasn't it plastic? No, it looked like wood to I me. I think it looked like wood, but I don't think it was wood. Okay. <laughs> that would be really going back in time for bolting wood <laughs> to development 911. <laughs> but yeah, weird one. It could have just been a testament. They could have just been playing with us. But I do feel like Porsche are trying to push that 992 into different arenas. Yeah. Hybrid well, EV. Maybe crossover, maybe, I don't know what. Yeah, well, we definitely know there's hybrid and EV 911s yeah, coming at some point. So, you know, that could be seen. But I think I think the hype around a potential safari, unless it was a motorsport test mule, like, you know, they're generally going to go and do the Dakar and stuff, but it wouldn't have looked like a road car. Well, if it's disguise, it would. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't it? Look at you. Yeah, mom, mom, I mean, they, they do have us on, don't they? They do. They often mess us around. So we'll wait and see. But there we go. Two, I mean, one big controversial story and then two new cars for us to keep an eye on over the, yeah. over the coming weeks and months. Uh, but should we dive into today's, today's big topic? Yeah, let's. The best sports cars under 50K. Now, you've got some thinking to do. No, no, even no, though, you know. you figured it out, have you? Yeah. Okay. Now, you can't, these can't all be cars that you've got in stock downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> even though you do have, I think you actually have one of the cars that I've chosen downstairs. Really? And, and as a reminder, this is sports cars. Okay, so this is for the enthusiast who maybe has got a bit of money to, to splash. Um, uh, well, let's just go into it. I was going to say I'm going to discount some things, but, but we'll, we'll keep it. How many are we going to pick? I'm going to pick... Th- well, let's just go for it. I don't know, three, four? Okay. I've got the patrons to suggest a whole load as well. Okay. So we'll go through theirs at the end. Uh, at the end? At the end. So we'll do ours first and then we'll, we'll look at theirs. Because there's the point with this being is there is so much to choose from. And you know where I got the idea for this? <laughs> the M2 haters. Really? <laughs> Who said to me, there is no better car for that money that does what the M2 does. So I thought, I'll sit on Autotrader and have a look. And the amount of amazing cars I saw sub 50K, fine, some of them not as practical, some of them not as usable, et cetera, et cetera, but some amazing cars out there. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. I'd agree with him, mate. You'd agree that there's no better car than the M2? The, 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 in, in that 30 grand price point, I mean, that's a mega car. The point that was made is four seats, uh, Isofix, sports coupe. And I was like, okay, you kind of got me there. Because when you look at like Alpines, which I think are still quite expensive, four seats, you know, that kind of sports, sports car, or two seats, ridiculous. Then you look at what other small little coupes there are. Are there any? Can a sports car have a boot? Yeah, yeah, of course. Good. I've just found another one. Okay. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Where I'm saying like, think what, apart from the two series, Audi don't make a little mini thing, do they? I know. Um, Mercedes, the, the CLA 45. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe that's a rival, but it's, it's four doors. Yeah. What else is there? 
Nothing else. So well, yeah, C sixty three salute. Yeah, but then you're not a thirty yard ground, are you? Well, you said sub fifty. Coupe. coupe. No, 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 you're getting confused here. I'm trying to just argue with the M two people who said oh. that there's no better two door sports coupe that has rear seats and Isofix for a kid. All right, so you've got um, you've got an M four coupe, which are similar money. I'd argue that that's better than an M2. Yeah. But the M2's there, mate. It's, it's there or thereabouts. I, I kind of give it to them. Yeah. But I think as we're now going to get into, there's plenty of other cars. The C63 Coupe. Okay, calm down. There is no other choice. Oh, no. You're going to say exactly the same as me. Go on. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> definitely not, mate. <laughs> no. Sub, sub 50k. V8 F-Type. V8 F-Type. Yep, all-wheel drive. I didn't even think I mean, you can that. get the early rear-wheel drives, amazing, but apparently no one wants them. I don't know why. Because um, they're death traps. Because they will literally <laughs> kill you. But the all-wheel drives, I don't think you can get the facelift cars, which came out, what, 2017? I think with the new headlights, the new infotainment system, which is a bit more desirable. I don't think the front bumpers look quite as good, but that's me being nerdy. So you can get an all-wheel drive V8 F-Type, sub-50K. You don't need anything else. Two seats, super cool. You look amazing. It looks like a 90 grand car. You're going to smile all the time. Jack. I just, there you go. Done. Finished. Done. So you get a bill <laughs> and pay the fuel. A repair bill. And yeah, the, the running the, cost. The fuel. Watch out. The fuel is appalling. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why they are 40 grand now and not 90. And, and when you buy a new one, Jaguar will quite happily give you 20 grand off a new one. Well, there you go. You maybe can get a new one under 50K. <laughs> you probably could. I just adore those cars. And, I, and, and the thing is, I think once they've dropped to 45-ish, they then hold quite strongly, the, the V8s. Well, they do, yeah, because no one buys them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's some truth in that. But maybe I'm just too much of a fanboy of that car, but I still think it is a lot of car for the money. Okay, fine. It's not going to rival a 911. It's not going to rival an M4 in terms of dynamics, but in the way of making you feel and feeling like a car that's more than sub 50K, feeling special, making a lot of noise. I think they're so cool still. I mean, yeah, they are cool, but but I actually think the better car, because it's more modern, um, if you're going to go down that F-type route and it's more efficient, is the, the supercharged Three litre. It's fine. The V6? Yes. Yeah, yeah to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah. And, and it's lighter, so it's actually a little bit nimbler on its toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The V8, the problem with the V8 is it is heavy. And so when you get on a twistier road, it, you kind of feel mm. that. And it does swing its back out quite easily in the rear-wheel drive version. Um, but yeah, okay, fine, fair. But, but F-Type in general is a car that you should be looking at. It's definitely good value, yeah. Definitely good value. 100%, yeah. I'm glad you're not going to fight me on that. Uh, go on, I'll let you have a go, because what did you think I was going to say that we were going to... We were going to well, I, 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 I just assumed that you would probably try and go in with the best sports car you can buy for 50k. <laughs> and you... you, you okay, which one specifically? Because I, I already know which route you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to pick one. You can't just say the Porsche 911. No, because you can't get one for 50k, really. <laughs> yes, the, you can. Go on. The, the best sports car you can buy is a Cayman S. Oh, wow. You went there. Yeah. At f there is no better sports car for 50 grand than a Cayman S. Oh, I disagree. I'm gonna, the, I've got three more written down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, so what generation? Well, you get, um, well, I mean, if we're going in the 30 grand, 30 or mid 30s. No, no, just sub 50, bro. Sub yeah, 50. sub 50. So you can have a 981S, yeah. which we spoke about many times. For 50 grand bang on, you can have a GTS 981. Um, and I, although the noise 
isn't great. You can have the 718S. Looks, which looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's still a car. You know, okay, the noise isn't great, but it's a cracking car. There is no better sports car, mate. You know what's the one that I always wanted to have a go and never did was the 718 Cayman T. Obviously, I'm a fan of a T variant uh, of Porsche. It's manual, right? And a little bit theoretically lighter, but a bit of a marketing gimmick. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I thought like it might be nice because that was the PDK almost spoil my Cayman S a bit because the engine is a bit unemotional and a bit I think the PDK stopped it from being engaging enough yeah maybe well, maybe a manual would save it but okay so so you went the Cayman which I agree I think I would still pick a 981 over a 718 like they are good looking 718s but sub 50k GTS 981 we've spoken about it so many times before yeah. mid-engine Porsche I mean it's still usable still practical but my point, and you do have one of these downstairs, 997 Turbo. Yes. I mean, what a car, sub 50K. Yeah. I mean, I've spoken about the, on the podcast before, that there's the sub 50K, the sort of circa 35K Porsche market is so interesting. But if you're really trying to get to the top ends of the 50K budget and you want a proper 911, the 997, as we know, heralded this kind of mark, a step forward in reliability, usability, practicality, et cetera, et cetera, which you've like to harked on about. It's a turbo, bro. Mm. Like the top of the everyday Porsche sports car yeah. brand. Um, and the 997, I think, looks more modern. The 996, I adore because of its kind of modern classic, you know, nods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. 996 Turbo, I think, is a, is a wicked looking car. But the 997 most people wouldn't know if that's a brand new or, or like how old that is. Put a private play on it. People aren't going to really have a clue. Yeah. Um, so, and you've got one downstairs. I think it's a bit over 50 though, isn't it? Yeah, like 53 or 54, but it's only done 20,000 miles. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen so. a few 997 turbos, but you can also get some stunning standard 991 Carreras out there. Like there's a lot of Porsches sub 50K. Mm. And whilst you would go towards Cayman, I think a 911, like it's just a 911, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if we was up in the budget a bit, again, the best sports oh, car. Oh, no, two, two, three. <laughs> it's not a sports car, but the the. Oh, right, <laughs> I, I would just say nine eleven in general. That is the best. But if we're we're talking about money and underpriced point, the Cayman, I I think the, the anything Porsche really because it's what they build. But I think if you're looking at age and mileage and and you know not being that old, then I'd definitely say Cayman. Classic us. We just turned this into a Porsche fanboy episode. Again. Uh, and I'm going to actually interrupt this segment very briefly because you touched on, well, I touched on GT3 and you did a little bit. We haven't talked about my Speedster experience. Oh, can we? Yeah, well, yeah, because that video has gone out now. Oh, okay. And I literally handed the car back two days ago. Right. And tell me. I mean, I actually think it's the perfect car in the sense of this. Let me explain. Because you obviously had GT3, GT3 RS of the 991.2. And I'm a big fan of the Touring. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a GT3 Touring without a roof. Correct. Or, well, you know, it does have a roof. But the whole rule, and I used this in the video, Catchpole summarized it so nicely in this car affection piece. A convertible is a car that you occasionally have the roof down. A car that you drive with the roof down every now and again. Whilst a Speedster is a car that you very rarely have the roof up. So you should, 364 days of the year, you should drive it with the roof down. And when you do, what a special car. No matter what the weather, no matter how cold or freezing, because you're getting GT3 touring, but with so many more, so much more going on, wind, noise, sound. Like it's just, it's just uh, uh, much more abrasive on the sensors and stuff like that. 
um, and much more engaging and thrilling. Now, they're both less serious than the GT3, which I also think makes them, the Touring and the Speedster, better road cars. And it just looks the bomb. Mm. I would have one and I would aggressively put waterproof materials on the inside and get them to remove the roof because it adds 50 kilos. So I get them to remove the roof have water, and just literally just drive it. Doesn't matter. Like okay. Jethro Bovington in the Speciale Aperta just drive it in the pouring rain with the roof off. Or go and live in LA. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Which is probably cheaper. So I've sort of tried to step back and like I've had a few chats with people because my big thing in the video, I struggled a bit in the video because let's face it, it is a GT3. I didn't really know what else to say. I mean, I've driven so many of them. Um, but the point I was trying to go in on was the fact that so many of them are for sale. And you pointed this out. When the car came out, you said to me, there are so many on the market already. I'm being offered them. Like I know of them. Yeah. And I said, no way. And that I went in on that angle being like, I think it's kind of outrageous people are selling them because it suggests the car's not very good. First, I think it gives this idea that people don't really like them, so they're getting rid of them. And secondly... Like, F you, because if I got a slot for one of those cars and I could afford to build a Speedster from factory, that's a forever car. Yeah, but you know, like most of these people now, they all buy these cars because they just want to try and earn some money out of them. And do you know what? Serves you right. Yeah, serves you right, because they're not earning lots of money. They're, they're pretty owners. much selling list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, people are getting their money back, fine, but but not flipping them and getting lots of money like they thought. Um, and I know, like, I'm not really a big convertible fan, and I know you're not either, mm-hmm. but genuinely, dude, this was such a, a cool experience of a car. It's not your one and only car in the garage. No way. But if you've got a few, um, would I have it over touring? I think I would, because it's a touring plus one. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> the, only, the only thing, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. The only thing is a touring list, mate, is 135 grand. Mm-hmm. The Speedsters nearly double that. G- good point. Uh, and, and that's the thing I think I probably didn't think about and didn't address in my video. Yeah. And a friend of mine pointed that out and I went, actually, you're so right. And even a touring with overs as they are, 180, even 200 for the nicest low mileage example, still 50 grand less than a speedster. Yeah. So at that point, fine. But if they were the same money, I think that was my point. And I should have said that in the video and I kind of forgot to. 
Well, I mean, we're all human. We're all human. Uh, anyway, we're now talking about a budget, which is four times, five, five times what we were supposed to be. So let's rein things back in and move back because I'm going to go with my next pick, Audi R8. Uh, some yeah. 50 grand. Yeah, you can. You have a V8 Audi one. R8. That's exactly it. Is there some, did you hear something in the background then? Like what? Listen. No. Oh, sorry if people were picking up on that. I'm on a website and there's some like American guy driving a Chevrolet Stingray. <laughs> I could just hear this like, really? Yeah, I left one of the channels open. Okay. Sorry if that's been really annoying people for a while. Anyway, we're back in the room. Yeah, R8, sub 50K. You can get a V10 R8, sub 50K. You can, you have a bit of miles on, yeah. You can get a V8 manual, sub 50K, easily. I think you could probably find privately a V10 manual, I think. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Really? No way. Why not? Because it's far too fast for a manual, that car. No, thank you. No way. I don't think it is that far. A big engine, but it's not that fast. No, no, it is. Too much going on. It's a stupid gearbox as well, that gated gearbox. No, (laughs) I mean, die. Like, just go and die. Why? Why? I got a gated gearbox in the 360. Exactly. And what have I said about that car? Gated gearboxes are amazing. Yeah. Clunk, if you click. want to do 40 mile an hour, no. top speed. Just because you don't know how to shift properly. I know exactly how oh, to I shift I always hit properly. the metal. It gets in the way. I do not hit the metal. Yeah, okay. So why don't you like it? Because Brilliant. It's not efficient. It's crap. <laughs> I hate you uh, so much right now. <laughs> don't listen to him. Go and buy a V10 manual R8. <laughs> because another car... That screams supercar. That is a supercar for 50k. I know it's not actually a supercar, but it but it is a supercar to the well. It is unknown. a supercar. It's mate. a supercar, mate. It's a like supercar. V8 or V10 form. You tell your mate. I've just bought an R8. Holy poodle! And what a car! And are they reliable? I get the feeling they're reliable. Well, I mean, th- th- no. Oh. I mean, they, I mean, they are. I mean, yeah, I mean, they are. They are. But they do have their problems, mate. Like you know, like they all are these cars. old. Yeah, yeah, they're old. So you know, they they suffer from oil leaks catastrophic ones right um suspension problems uh the the double clutch is all right the you know but you won't get a s-tronic, s-tronic yeah. you won't get an s-tronic the r-tronic is awful uh the clutches are a fortune when they go i mean i can carry on if you like okay so maybe not such a great idea <laughs> <laughs> i mean but in, in still, a dream world like, it is but i just think I've kind of always had a soft spot for them. One of the first drives we, test drives videos we ever did was in, a, in an R8, but that original shape, that softer shape, I just think it represented such an, an attainable supercar for so many people. Mm. And even now, sub 50K, I just think what a car in terms of performance and don't listen to Tony, V10, manual, gated box. So if we thing. were going sub 100K, the R8 would be right at the top of my list. Really? The new one. The, the newer one. Okay. 100% yeah. Interesting. It's a very good car. Though. I remember that was when I met you, that's the car you had. It was, yeah. And you put Le Mans lines on it to make I it did, look yeah. like it was a special edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the bell end. No, no. <laughs> okay, what's next on your list? Um, the Alpha Julia Quadrifoglio. Oh, yes. Now, I would pitch this to people who are, you know, M3, C63 buyers. And it still annoys me that not more people buy the Julia Quadrifolios, but then I can answer why they're not, because I've never bought one in the sense that I could have a million times. But I've had a couple of them, I have. I and know you have. stocked a couple as well. They're, they're brilliant, but there's just a... Car. They do go wrong as well. Yeah, but it's a, I mean, you get one. I mean, for 50K, you get a warranty one. 
you get a nearly new one, so who cares if it goes wrong? I just oh, the so drive, great. the driving position, yeah, the steering, the oh. brakes, a really good car. Infotainment's crap, though, isn't it? it, it that is little terrible. mini screen, uh, yeah, yeah, lets it down. Because especially when you're going up against M3, CC3s, RS4s, whatever, drives much better than all them, though. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a driver, driver, yeah. and it's something different. Yeah, you know, it's something to talk about, something to show off. Like people, go, oh, what's that? It sounds the bomb. You can pretend yeah. like you're in a mini Ferrari. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's a good shout, mate. I'd Thank forgotten you. about those. So really, at the moment, I mean, Cayman and Julia, I mean, I am absolutely flying. So am I, with <laughs> F-Type 997 Turbo and R8. Uh, before we switch How to some- you've done three and I've only done two? Oh, God knows. Because uh, <laughs> I know more than you. Uh, before we switch to the patron suggestions, one more that I want to get in there, because I was browsing. Supra. And you know why I'm going to say this? The new Supra. Mm. And I know everyone loves to ask BMW, just get the Z4. Blah, blah. We were on the motorway the other day, and- I was chatting about oh what what cool quirky cars and we drove past Supra and I went there you go it looks good yeah it was red it looked cool it's small sort of you know nicely powered a little bit different a little bit quirky you can modify it off you go yeah but probably a lot now because they're going to drop aren't they we we would assume yeah that they they are a good car we've had a couple here um. And when when they released released that Geneva Motor Show, I absolutely finished it off because Toyota being lazy and a BMW. Sure, but it isn't the same as the the Z4 or whatever it is. It, although it's basically the same, it's not the same, and it it has got a little bit more character. And uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd go with you there. It's, it it's not my first choice, but I'd agree with you. Yeah. So I've got one more. Go on, give it to me. Because I've gone. So I've gone two door. Four door, hot hatch. Oh, don't say Golf R. A45S, new one. Really? Very good. Yeah. So, uh, see, I see that and I think, oh, overpriced and too much power. No, it's a very good car. Too much power is four wheel drive. No, but as in, who needs that in a hot hatch, mate? Well, it's like, that's not a hot hatch anymore. That's a, that is a sports car. Well, that's why we're doing 50k <laughs> sports cars then. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> but but would, would you then not get a C63? No. Uh, that's what I don't get. No. No? No, the 45 is modern, isn't it? And, and in the real world, it's probably faster than the 63. Yeah, probably. Isn't it? And it's I guess hatch the... is smaller. Yeah, and... yeah. I don't know why I just there, look mate. at it and it annoys me. No, fair, I've never experienced, I've never driven one, never been in one. It's very good. But it just kind of like, uh, No, it's very good. It's I very was good. very impressed. Okay. Well, you know. You, you, you did well there because you picked one from each category. Now, let's switch to our it's patrons. Not bad for 15 minutes of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, do what, you do know your stuff. Yeah. Let's not see really. what some of our patrons have suggested. So, uh, Matteo. Matteo said, um, um, here we get himself a 90s second gen Toyota MR2 Turbo. Oh my God, that's <laughs> my era. Matteo, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> what is this? Is a project car? I mean, fair enough, but. Well, it will be a project. It'd be full of rust. How much? Okay, I'm just going to move past that. His second choice is an Alpine A110, which is a which is a great a great pick actually, a great shout. They're great little cars. The MR2 was above the Alpina. He said, "Yeah, no, he's, I think he's talking." <laughs> I don't really understand. Is he well? <laughs> That's what I mean. Nineties second gen MR2 Turbo as a project car. Okay, so uh, okay, so he spent the whole of the fifty grand then. Because he's bought one of them and the, and the A110, I guess. I mean, I don't know. No, he said, because then he's misunderstood. Oh, Matteo, just get the Alpine, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't waste your money, boy. Love you, though. Thanks for supporting the podcast. <laughs> That's uh, a patron. 
It's a patron. I'll do whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> John Moffat, 9-11. Yes, John, we agree. Well done, John. Lots of cars in there. Jacob Hoffman, 360 F1 or a 996 4S. Now, you're going to be surprised what I'm going to say here. Oh. I'm going to say go get the 4S. Well, I'm not surprised. No. The 4S is a better car. Because a 360 F1 isn't all that. That no. F1 box is a dog. Yes. And because there were more of them, they were treated even worse than the manuals. And therefore a badly treated cheap 360, which has now made its way back up to 40 or 50 grand, is a real dog. I mean, that's going to catch fire on your driveway when the engine's off. That was 25 grand once. Oh one. yeah. Like you have to watch out with so many of these cars that dropped, that rock bottomed a few years ago and have now creeped their way back up. Mm. That's why I spent so long theoretically looking for my 360s. I wanted to find a really meticulously maintained one, which but is hard to do. Just bought your one. <laughs> no I bought you are such a prick how's your GT3 RS oh wait you got rid of it oh again he always says that <laughs> so um, uh, yeah so so I think 360F1s tend to be trouble 996 4S I, I've really come on strong with the 996 at the moment 4S I think it's a really good looking car and well you can go wrong in those but <laughs> anyway <laughs> Kearney Kearney said I since I get my kicks on the track probably am a can GTS to tow my track car stop showing off Kearney a can GTS is a good chap but it's an SUV I mean it's not a sports car well so here's the thing right I went I was I had to pick up the speedster from the Porsche Experience Centre and I was chatting to my friend who picked up his GT3 in the same way mm -hmm. his actual GT3 earned, and he did one of the things and he also bought a GTS for his wife fair and when he went the instructor said oh what you know oh you've got a GTS let me show you what this thing can do and they took him out on the track in the GTS and he was blown away he goes 99% of people buying this car have no idea what it's capable of. No, no, it's an unbelievable car, mate. I've never been a huge McCann fan. It's another, I should have put that in the uh, most overrated cars last week. But there's something, I saw the newer shaped one the other day in a really nice silver clean spec. And I went, well, actually, you know what? That's quite nice. Isn't no, it? it's a great car. And the yeah, GTS yeah. is a proper whip. Yeah, yeah, it's a great car. As an everyday, I think I might swap the X3 for a GTS in, in a year or something Fair. like that, 18, 18 months time. Yeah. Help me get that 992 GT3 slot. Uh, <laughs> which I can't afford. You might have to buy two or three of them. <laughs> uh, anyway, watch the space. Uh, Chris Brown. I'm an Aston fan. Yes, Chris. I actually didn't bring up a vantage because I knew Tony would just ruin me. But you're going for it, Chris. You've gone 2010 to 2013 Aston Martin Vantage V8. I mean, you're in for a world of trouble, but, oh. but you will have infinite like cool factor amongst your mates and because you could drive up in a 2006 for v8 vantage i'm forgetting my years now and someone and tell someone it's a 2014 car and I, well i wouldn't have any clue well no you wouldn't because they're, they're all the same all the same but how brilliant is that well until you get a bill I yeah mean, on, they honestly, are it is not cool i mean you say so you tell your mates you've got an aston say congratulations you're the coolest bloke the next week they say where's your aston <laughs> I was at home, I can't drive it, bro. Should I tell people about the V12 Vantage story? You can, yeah. Okay, so this is real, this is real behind the scenes insight here. <laughs> uh, there, as you all know, I recently picked up in a bath. Teaser. Congrats. It's not the only car I'm buying this month. Oi, oi. More on that soon. Uh, Wait, but, I don't know. Yeah. But before I bought those two 
cars. <laughs> oh, uh, I was looking at. A, oh no, I do know what you bought. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. idiot! Oh, shut up! Uh, <laughs> I was looking at a V12 Vantage because I was cruising the internet around this price point. To be fair, and I suddenly noticed this relatively cheap-looking V12 Vantage. It was at about fifty, fifty-three grand, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's a bit above my price point, but that's about 15 grand less than most other V12 Vantages. And I always like to keep an eye out on a V12 Vantage because why Fair. not? So I immediately spotted it, sent it over to my mate to Aston Martin Bristol, said, is it me or is this a ridiculously good value car? Uh, it had 50 odd thousand miles on the clock. So, you know, high mileage, but fine. And they came back and said, you know what? To be fair, yes, that does look like a good deal. So I went, right, what do I need to ask? Oh, what do I need to know? He said, well, on average, we would recommend V12 clutch changes uh, every 25,000 miles, but we almost always do them before that point. So if it hasn't had two clutches, it's going to need one. Also, it's noted on the advert that he's had the front brakes done. Now, brakes are extremely expensive and also they've been doing, so the rear brakes should have been done recently or they're going to be ne- needing doing. So apart from that, everything else is just tickety-boo. So those are the big, big spend items that you should check. So I emailed the guy, super nice guy, super friendly, sends me all the information. Clutch was last done at 10,000 miles. Yep. Uh, rear brakes were shown as amber on the health check and a couple of other bits and bobs here and there. So I go to Aston and I say, hi mate, just so I know, like what's what's the kind of cost? And they said, well, look, without really knowing, this is a very rough ballpark. You're looking at somewhere between 10 and 15 grand plus fat. So I went, oh, for a clutch and brakes. Which rear is why brakes, selling it. Which is why I'm selling it. So I aggressively went back to the guy and said, well, look, it needs about 10 or 15 grand's worth of work. So can I have 10 or 15 grand off the asking price. I never heard back <laughs> ever again. So he was either massively offended or realized I was onto him. Uh, but what a cool car. I wanted to go down the angle of, I bought the cheapest V12 Vantage in the UK, but needing that much work and considering it was already 10 or 15 grand out of my budget. Like I was just, it, I was the wrong way. I'm not an idiot. Oh, the title would have been, I bought the dearest fucking Aston in the yeah. fucking UK. That's what would have happened now. Yeah, it would have been an absolute disaster. <laughs> so I thought a little bit insight into you there goes uh, as to what's been going on. But uh, I went down a different path as we know, and a bath has been revealed and stay tuned because yeah it's now 500 something else is coming there's not 500 (laughs) horsepower keeping it very OEM okay back to the patrons Uh, Hanif Jetha uh, you've gone down the Porsche route but he's gone 3.2 classic Carrera Supersport I think a clean one would be over 50k so he's going for a 964 now I looked at this a lot slightly older Porsches like Ferraris unfortunately they're just gone that's yeah, a world of pain you, but no 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 not a world of pain mate you don't like classics what I mean is value wise you can't find good pre-996 like even the 993 oh, 911 yeah, yeah, yeah. sub 50k anymore no 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 it's like 308 Ferraris it's all gone it's all big money now and then big money to restore them or, or keep them running so uh, Hanif I, I love your intentions but I think you're in for a world of trouble in the real world it's not it's not a thing. It's all lovely looking at these cars, these old cars, but you can't use them. They're- no, you can use them, mate. If you look after them correctly, if you maintain if you maintain them, if you use but but you've got to spend money. You can't just pick one up and go and have fun. You've got to spend a lot of money and be meticulous and maintain them and use them regularly and expect bills. Use your Ferrari a lot, do you? I do, mate, actually. What, how, how much? I mean, I've never seen you in it. Well, because I don't come here because you just slag it off. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I use it because because of the way I've looked after it, I know that whenever I want to go and get into it, I can get going. Really? Yeah, it's serviced every year on the dot. It no, gets I know you take every six it. months. Yeah, yeah. I put the fucking best fuels in it, best oils in it. It's looked after by Windrush, who lick it clean every night. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 immaculate. Yeah. But you don't drive it. Uh, mate, <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> uh, that car comes out at least once a month. Really? At, at least once a month, yeah. I just don't film it because I feel like, what's the, I can't just film like a generic video in it because I've filmed every video under the sun. So what's the point? I'm not literally going to be a... I was about to go in on Archie. 
Uh, I sold four cars by then. Yeah, exactly. Should I sell it? What's going on with my 360? <laughs> so I just use it, mate. I just enjoy, I think this year, to be fair, in terms of mileage, it's probably quite low mileage. Cause I just do, I go to like Dalesford, I'll go to my parents. Yeah, yeah. I'll go out for a Sunday drive. But yeah, at least once a month I use it. Good. But it's you do look after your GT3 RS. Um, well, I've done 9,000 miles in that car. I didn't lose any money. How much you lost on your car? Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just refreshing the Patreon very quickly. Uh, Josh Lovat, uh, Mark III TTRS. Interesting choice. A lot of people, love, I used to have the TTS, obviously. A lot of people still love the TTs, which I'm, I'm glad And the see. RS. Uh, what? Is that, did you say TTRS? TTRS. That's yeah, what I mean, yeah. fast car, that. Uh, 2009 DBS is Michael. Oh, Michael, how do you pronounce your surname? Chambundor. Sorry, mate. That was that was my best attempt. D- DB9. DBS. 2009 DBS. Are they that money now? I don't think so, but I like his. No, I think probably the auto box ones. What they're fifty? Oh, they went. They went up. They gone back down again. I mean, they maybe must be, not. I mean. Maybe not. Maybe where he's from, Michael. Where are you from, mate? Because I agree. I think they're like at sixty or seventy. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. I don't think they're fifty. The you know what? People are suggesting a lot of things that we brought up with other means we're, we're cleverer than we thought or we've all got the same kind of mind. 718 Boxster, 991.2, GTS, Sergio, not getting that, mate. So I adjust your thing. Quadrifolio from Nick. Uh, Nick Lloyd has gone for an AM Vantage. So a lot of similar thoughts here. And fundamentally, there is a lot to choose from, but I think it's kind of clear as to what is, what's the good stuff. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned the SUV market. No, because I didn't though. want to. I mean, that's a whole nother sector, isn't there? You know, I've seen a lot of recently RSQ3s. Yeah. They're all over the road suddenly. Yeah, well, a BMW done that, didn't they, with the X3, X3 M40i? Yeah. Hello. No, not that one, the um, other one, the one M- up M competition. Okay. They yeah, absolutely romped them out, didn't they? It was yeah. 599 a month or something. There was millions of them, and yeah. now I missed that. I missed that deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that brings a, a, an end to today's episode. I say lots has been going on. Lots is still going on. Um, I keep teasing season four, keep teasing the studio. The problem is I need a little bit of a break to be able to set it all up. Um, but also, yeah, we've got some some guests coming to join us over the weeks ahead. Oh, there, have we? Yeah, which is very nice. So different to before, we're not going to be doing like in-depth interviews anymore. Instead, people are going to be coming and just sitting in and chatting with us and, and being part of the conversation, which would be fun. Um, and yeah, anything else we want to update people on? I don't I think mean, so. I think we're there, aren't we? I think we're there, yeah. So thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. If you're listening, keep following on whatever platform you're listening. And if you want to support our podcast, like the amazing patrons who already do. Oh, by the way, last, sorry, last bit of admin. Patrons, the, the rewards are coming. The t-shirt. Oh, I forgot to bring you your t-shirt. Oh, I've got you your yours? BTG shirt. I should have worn, oh, I'm so bad at this podcasting <laughs> thing. The t-shirts are coming. Key rings, stickers, mugs. They H- are literally being printed right now. Not hats yet. That's next year, Tony. Thanks for revealing the big secret. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're okay, so they're literally being produced now. So I would hope by the end, no, uh, November, November. They'll be with you in November. There Fair. we go. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Catch up soon. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 